Hi, I'm here with Kemi Johnson, who is coming on to speak a little bit about respect for childbirth and the birthing woman or person and the person being born, and to talk a little bit about what these wonderful t-shirts were created for. And sweatshirts. They, and sweatshirts, and what <laughs> they mean that she has created with um, as, as a collaboration with Susie Cameo of the Birth Worker Company. Um, now, I love Kemi. And Kemi's Instagram lives and anything that she offers that's free of charge is something that I fully throw myself into and immerse myself in because she has this, what Kemi doesn't know about birth, I think you could possibly put on only a quarter of a stamp. <laughs> If that, I don't think there's anything that you don't know about birth. Oh, but, well, about about birth, physiological birth, physiological like, birth, so, and and yeah, I know quite a lot about the interventions in birth and the pros and cons. Sometimes you need interventions. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not anti-intervention. I'm just anti-unnecessary intervention. So Absolutely. I try and keep my finger on the pulse for that as well. But yeah, there's not a lot I don't know about physiological there birth. Is, don't, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> and I, you know, and also what I love about you, Kimmy, is, you know, you, you lead with such grace and integrity and, you know, uh, balance. And, mm. you know, and I love it. So anyway, um. I hope I haven't made you blush, but tell me yeah, a little bit more about yourself. Have I have I left anything out? Uh, uh, no, and and because I'm quite, uh, I don't hide a lot. I, there's nothing to hide now. I'm in my phase called Marga. The people might need to know what that is. That is okay. when you're postmenopausal, but before you meet the crone phase. Okay. So I'm in Marga and it's like a closely guarded secret how fabulous it is. <laughs> it's so fabulous. Honestly. Your testosterone increases a bit so you can have better orgasms. And wow. yeah, oh man, I'd, I'd recommend it. <laughs> it's, it's something to look forward to being in your Marga. Jane Hardwick Collings talks quite a lot about it if you want to mm. know more. Um, but yeah, I'm in the best health I've ever been in. Brilliant. Ever. Brilliant. Ever. So we we spoke a little bit before about what you were going to talk about, respect for yeah. childbirth and, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Um, and I want you to talk to me with passion around that or anything that is that is feeling super important to you around yeah. birth right now. Yeah. Oh well. Oh, I started to get emotional. Where did that <laughs> come from? Um thank you for the opportunity honestly thank you for all that you're doing for people thank you um yeah I I I've noticed that I've become a better birth keeper the more I respect the process mm -hmm. to respect the process you do have to have some knowledge and experience otherwise you'll just end up sitting there pumping out adrenaline and mess up the process mm -hmm. um it's like making love with somebody who's reluctant doesn't fancy mm. you whatever doesn't quite click together yeah mm. um when you are giving birth it is important to be witnessed by people that trust you mm. and believe in you mm. and respect you mm. so that's that you know we mentioned what we're wearing on our chest thank you so much for for wearing it so beautifully sarah um <laughs> it's it, there's a lot of people around at the moment that would call themselves experts mm -hmm. in the physiological process of childbirth mm -hmm. and will be spending time constantly sabotaging it 
um, mm. you know, pumping out their own adrenaline. Um, you know, I. What does that shared, mean? So when you don't trust the process that somebody's going through, and and so you're scared, mm-hmm. you produce adrenaline. Mm-hmm. So even if your head, even if your neocortex is saying, no, it's fine, I've done this before, blah, 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 blah. If you're actually not comfortable with the process mm-hmm. that is happening, you will produce adrenaline. It's kind of a freeze, flight, fight kind of response. So, and and you can, you we perceive it. Mm-hmm. So we could, we're mammals. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like when you see, when you see, I mean, they're birds, when you see animals kind of moving in packs, mm. they're not chatting to each other. You don't see a hoof come up and say, we're going this way. Mm-hmm. They kind mm. of sway together in the same way, like birds, when you see birds, mm. you see fish, when you see them doing it in water, it's very apparent there. But you can see it with mammals really clearly. And we are the same. Mm. We are the same. Um, you, you know, you start feeling some tension in a certain area say if you're on a march or something you feel some tension Mm -hmm. it's adrenaline that's communicating with you Mm -hmm. and in the birth room what happens is if you've got somebody in the birth room like a partner (coughs) or a care provider who is scared Mm -hmm. it affects the woman's ability to keep her oxytocin high which Mm -hmm. is the hormone required for birth instead she comes the adrenaline comes in it works like an axis i know there's been Mm -hmm. some refinement on that but that's just the easy way to describe it there's a refinement on the way the sympathetic nervous system works um but mostly the woman will respond to the adrenaline she may not even be aware of it her body will respond more than anything Mm -hmm. even before her neocortex twigs what's going on and it will affect the birth process yep so if a woman is like you know I'm all about birth in the home setting Mm -hmm. but I came to that scientifically I I just it wasn't like oh this is really nice oh you know the incense smells nice the fairy lights are nice it was literally oh bodies work better if they're in familiar settings Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so so that I came from it from a scientific perspective so that's why I got very interested in as a midwife in attending home births Mm. so I'm, I'm, I'm going around the circle a bit if a woman believes in her ability to birth mm-hmm. and we disrespect the birth process mm-hmm. and her mm-hmm. and her ability, mm-hmm. then we are creating a hormonal schism that will affect the way the birth, you know, unfolds. It's like what I noticed. I, I, I have to have a point here. Mm-hmm. When I was working in maternity services in the NHS, it appeared, I, I was looking at some mental thinking, gosh, they're so clever. Because they'd go, oh, hmm, yeah, that one, that one's going to end up with a C-section. And they would. And I'd think, wow, you're so psychic. You're so clever. <laughs> Not realising that they were sabotaging the process towards a cesarean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So she comes in with a birth plan, laughing at it, sniggering at it, dismissing it, not reading it at all. Mm-hmm. um parking her partner in the corner the partner's the bringer of the oxytocin in most cases it's why she's pregnant in the first place Mm-mm-mm. then park them in the corner you know mm-hmm. um they fall asleep so she feels unsupported mm-hmm. you know because they're not in the process mm-hmm. um all of that is sabotaging it banging around cleaning constant cleaning constant mm-hmm. cleaning of her you know mm-hmm. constant looking at her perineum mm-hmm. Yeah. All of those things increase the chances that she may require some help. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and so they're sabotaging the process. So I now realize they weren't just clever, they were being childbirth sabotage, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I I realized that women have been and birthing people have been giving birth for hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah. And they didn't have midwives staring at the perineum, supporting it for them with their yeah. icy or <laughs> the IC bundle, or just supporting them. <laughs> they weren't doing all of that. And women were getting free birth just fine, thanks, mm, without mm-hmm. medicine at all. So that's the fact for most people. Um, some people would say like nature's a bitch because sometimes birth doesn't work out the way it does, the way they would want it. But mm-hmm. I mean, nature's bitch. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. so we've just got to accept that sometimes there are curveballs. Sometimes mm-hmm. people die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what we've got to get is that at the moment we've got an iatrogenic maternity services yeah. are causing iatrogenic harm so there are a lot more there's a lot more death what is iatrogenic harm just for anybody very good thank yeah. you because i go <laughs> off on one right iatrogenesis is where harm has been caused because of what medicine or those practicing it or pharmaceuticals okay. have done in okay. that process so you know like a lot of people I mean I'm talking about that a lot of people go on to um things like diabetic medication and blood pressure medication without realizing that causes muscle wastage Mm, yeah mm -hmm. so 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 you know that's the iatrogenic harm of that pharmaceutical Mm. yeah might be better to try and heal yourself Mm. instead rather than just wholesale go on to the drugs for the rest of your life right Mm. so so there's iatrogenesis everywhere pick pick which ones rather than somebody lying to you getting you onto a conveyor belt stuff happening that you can no longer control and then having to recover from it for decades afterwards mm. you gotta ask more questions be more picky be mm. a bit less trusting mm-hmm. of of authority yeah, yeah. said it right <laughs> yeah <laughs> there, there's it. an agenda there's an agenda all the authority figures check check where they're coming from carefully yeah before you just do as you're told yeah 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 not just for you but for your descendants it's yeah. it has to be done and after the last two and a half three years of being led around by the nose and people now suffering consequences I think if you don't get now mm-hmm. that you've got to question everything I've got nothing more to say to you there's something I've got I can't help you mm-hmm. yeah if you can't yeah. tell by now that you need to question everything okay yeah so respect and back to the respect <laughs> it's easier to not interrupt a thing or a person if you respect them yep we respect our children right mm-hmm. so when when they start a story we listen mm-hmm. even if our eyes are changing changing places <laughs> <laughs> we listen because yeah. we respect them yeah. If we didn't respect them, we'd say, oh, just shut up. Oh, what? You're still talking? What? Oh, man. No, I'm not listening to this. We'd be like that. That's disrespectful. Yeah. If we had partners that we didn't respect, you know, it was, every time they open their mouth, there is, oh, just, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. Disrespectful. When a woman says, 
I want a home birth. You're telling me I've got these conditions, but I've known loads of people give birth at home with these conditions. Mm -hmm. How can you support me? And then you tell them really frightening stories and Mm -hmm. giggle at their suggestion and Mm -hmm. say, you know, and they say with respect. When someone says with respect, they're not respecting you. Yeah. yeah. With all due respect. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, So when, and when they're doing that, trying to ease you out of your decision, um, they're not respecting you. They're not respecting that you made the decision with your heart and maybe with quite a lot of knowledge that they may not be privy to, that may, they may benefit from. Yeah. And that's that slippery slope that the vast majority of parents are on, which is why in excess of, well, usually it's around what, 95% upwards of babies are born on the labour ward. And when I say born, we know that more than half of them are extracted right 95 percent yeah when you look when you look at the labor ward yeah it's high it's high either an elective cesarean an unplanned cesarean use of instruments okay some and and people will say oh no you know it's just it's just under half are born without any of those things no they have somebody put them on their back with their legs in there and they're dragging on that baby's head and, and mm. neck so you know, it doesn't have to happen like that. A woman can be upright. It's like with the birth of the placenta as well. You know, I just watched a queen. She stood up, she squatted, placenta just plopped out in, in, in a second when she was ready, when she was ready. And one of the things as well that you've spoken about, which just blew my mind, is that so little is known about what the connection between postnatal depression and the drugs that are given in yeah. third stage labor 100 they're not telling us what no. what is that's just iatrogenic a- harm yeah you know the, the the mental health challenges that we undergo and my mom underwent them and so did i right? yeah they take years to fix yeah they're not they're not fixed overnight you, it's like it took me 10 years to realize that i've had postnatal depression was never mm-hmm. picked up by anyone that was caring for me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, you know, and, and that my children were raised in that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. thank god you know I was able to explain to them and that they're such gracious children they're so gracious emotional thing you know you know they just forgive me and love me unconditionally you know um but we don't have to go through these things they're not necessary no you know, it's, 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 and I think the seat of the meddling and the mortality that is caused, mm-hmm. okay, morbidity, let's talk about morbidity, because mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, it's the stillbirth rate has doubled in the, mm-hmm. in the, in 2021, right? Yeah. Not yeah. 2020, it's yeah, 2021. Yeah. Interesting. You should be interested in that, guys. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? The fact that it doubled and no one's talking about it. And if yeah. we talk about it, it we get censored. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for this platform, so I can say it. Yeah. Right? Um, the fact that no one's really talking about that is hugely disrespectful yeah. of the family, mm-hmm. of the family, of the woman, mm-hmm. birthing person, mm-hmm. having to go through baby loss, yeah. having to go through baby loss, you yeah. know? So, so... I think my total belief, and I'm going to, it actually occurred to me last week just to start talking about respect more 
on yes. my page because I think if the respect is there for the process, the family, the woman, the baby, if respect was there for the baby, we wouldn't be dragging them out by their heads. We just wouldn't do it. No, no. We wouldn't no. do it. Yeah. And it's not just the difference between life and death. There's children and there's people, there's human beings that are walking around with developmental difficulties, yeah. disabilities because of things that have happened in birth. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and the thing about that as well, we're even going back. I listen to a wonderful podcast. I'm on podcast 24-7. <laughs> I just <laughs> yeah, I just eating sleeping them. Um, listening to a podcast the other day about um cerebral palsy mm-hmm. and and you know midwives and doctors have been thrown under the bus for cerebral palsy on numerous occasions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In the belief that it's an insult that happened during the birth process. Not denying that sometimes that mm-hmm. is a factor, you know, hypoxia yeah. is caused. You know, more more likely if your baby, if you're on your back with your legs in the air, right? Mm-hmm. So but the vast majority of cerebral palsy, the belief is now from the research, it happens during pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So again, we've got to think about placentation, mm. what, what poor placentation is. So that is how the placenta implants in the uterine wall. Mm-hmm. We've got to think about the, our uterine wall. How has that been affected by the use of birth control pills, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or myths or whatever else or injections or whatever else we use we've got to think about that mm-hmm. we've got to think about our own health you know when we come into menarche and we start ovulating and oh wow all of these things that that have knock-ons that people are peddling that they're receiving money for mm-hmm. all of these industries that are happening mm-hmm. you've got to I, i've got to say to people we've got to take responsibility for what we're participating in our own health mm-hmm. um we we have to look at that we have to look at it seriously mm-hmm. because if we keep participating things that are harming us thus harming our conception you know mm-hmm. affecting our fertility affecting our um our conception affecting how the baby implants in our uterine wall the health of that how we then nourish ourselves there's food for pregnancy mm-hmm. that we should be eating that nobody in maternity services other than a few wants to talk about mm-hmm. they just they want to tell you oh don't have a coffee don't have alcohol alcohol but they're not telling you what you what would be beneficial for you to eat mm-hmm. right so so this is now the self-respect piece you know, what are we doing for ourselves to enable ourselves to be in our best health, mm-hmm. to minimize a hypoxic event where, you know, there's reduced oxygen to the baby yep. or reduced blood flow to the placenta that nourishes the baby? Yep. You know, what what can we do to, yep. to do that better? So that's about self-respect. I think the self-respect piece is absolutely, totally 100% important for everyone. You can't make someone respect you, but you can move them out of your space. Yeah. You can unchoose them. You can choose differently. Yeah. Yeah. If you find you're being disrespected, undermined in your pregnancy, refuse to see that midwife or obstetrician again. Refuse. Yeah. Yeah. Find yeah. Somebody else. yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you, is, are you still entitled to a second opinion within the NHS in maternity services? Yeah, you can have second, third opinion. You can say fuck you to all opinions and do what you want, <laughs> right? But the NHS are a law unto themselves. They don't want you to exercise your power. 
So yeah. they'll undermine you constantly. Of course, I'm not talking about the handful of gems mm, and it's mm. a handful. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about them. Of course not. They're mm. there bloody fighting the good fight in mm. hostile territory. I'm mm. talking about, you know, people say, oh, we've got to fix maternity services. It doesn't need fixing. It's it's fine. That's yeah. how it's meant to be, right? Yeah. yeah. You've yeah. just got to decide whether it's right for you or not. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So when thinking about your choosing, mm-hmm. it's your self-respect that's going to drive your choosing. Mm. Mm. It's the same. Like I had low self-esteem, so I wasn't. I was choosy about partners. Like, did I fancy them? Mm-mm. But it's it's a bigger question than that when you're thinking about who you're going to make children with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fancying them is one thing. Like self-respect. Like, yeah. Am Am I going to be treated well in this relationship? Yeah. When I become a parent, am I yeah. going to be parenting with someone who wants to parent? Yeah. All those yeah. questions. That's a self-respect piece. Yeah. Okay? Um how you control your fertility that's a self-respect piece am I just going to take all the hormones and hope for the best or am yep. I going to exercise some self-control am I going to learn my cycle and yeah. you know, so that not knowing our cycle comes from our men up being ignored yeah right? well it was ignored in the covid vaccine trials yes yes I mean, uh, they didn't they didn't even think like to that. To, to listen to women when they were saying it's affected my that's cycle right. that's right no one cared and Naomi Naomi Wolf mm-hmm. a, a really fearless journalist she broke the story lost all her platforms overnight <gasps> overnight and now this, this is a frightening world keeping it all out oh yeah actually it's true but when she said it no you can't say that you can't say that so, so there's loads, you know, there's another doctor now, thankfully, coming out, an OBGYN in the US saying, yeah, miscarriage is up 50%, stillbirth's up 50%, you know, fertility reduced by 25%. She's, yeah. Yeah? yeah, see what happens to her. Well, no, they'll, they'll shut her down, right? You see, that, that's why I'm saying, guys, these are people that probably went and got their degrees and they're all, you know, rubbing shoulders with each other and walking around in ties and suits and being professional. And, mm-hmm. you know, the women that also, you know, handmaidens of the patriarchy and whatever, that's all happening, right, in plain sight. Mm-hmm. But because we're groomed and brainwashed, we don't always see it for years. Mm-hmm. But now I honestly think the self-respect, if you, if you, if you respect yourself enough, mm-hmm. you will be able to just make what could look like hard choices, courageous choices. Yes. And people that don't respect you and your health and the health of your family, I'm talking about your whole health. Yeah. Yeah. People that don't respect you, you can move them out of your space because of your own self-respect. Maybe even replace them with people that actually respect you and respect yeah. your choices. Yeah. So what what would you say you absolutely need in order to give birth and have a positive experience giving birth giving birth right I think everyone's needs are different mm-hmm. <laughs> um I see many people that are able to become pregnant carry their children birth them and take them to their breast without uh, um, anyone without midwives without doctors I've seen mm-hmm. that 
when people suspect they're carrying twins, I think it's beneficial for them, even though, you know, scans are largely unnecessary for most of us. Mm-hmm. I think it's beneficial for them. We've got scans. How about finding out what kind of twins you've got? Because it will alter your choices. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you, you've got all the choices. But I'm saying if you want informed choice towards mm-hmm. a beneficial outcome, it's beneficial to know if you've got monochorionic, monoamniotic mono twins. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. good to know. M- MCMA. Yep. Um, so they're inside a bag. They're sharing a bag together. Yeah. 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 Beneficial to know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It has an effect on outcomes. I'm sure, you know, you're. you're yeah educated on that um so that's a a good reason for a scan if you're if you're a person who no matter what the scan says you're gonna carry your child to term and give birth to your child is it worth having a scan yeah is it worth having a scan and also i would say to anybody who is carrying monochorionic twins to make sure that they're under a trust and seeing a doctor that is doing the correct scans and looking for the right things because scanning for scanning sake is not is is not beneficial at all thank you thank you perfect Mm. hear what she says (laughs) um so what is necessary for wonderful birth outcomes Mm -hmm. um I'm not an ableist, so I'm not saying everyone needs to be power walking or at a gym or or continuing with the movement that they did before they're pregnant. Just whatever movement feels right and comfortable and safe for you, just try Mm -hmm. and do it because it moves your blood circulation, but also moves your lymph. Mm -hmm. So when your lymph is moving, your immune system's better. You're immunocompromised, which means you're immunosuppressed, not compromised. Mm -hmm. You're immunosuppressed during your pregnancy to keep the baby. It's actually physiological. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if your immune system was at full pelt, you'd say, oh, that baby's foreign. Let's get rid of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So so you're immunosuppressed for a reason. It's physiological. But you still can help yourself with moving your lymph, etc. So that, say... If you've got a bacterial colony that isn't ideal, it will help you to balance it. Probiotics, I think, for all of us at the moment, because Mm -hmm. we've been exposed to lots of antibiotics, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in our food as well. So probiotics for everyone, I think, just to try and balance out your flora and eating the right food, hydration, Mm -hmm. adequate hydration. You'll know if you're not um, hydrating adequately, if you have to use a lot of lip balm. Mm-hmm. Seriously, yeah mm-hmm. if you're if you're really hydrating well daily mm-hmm. you won't need to you won't need to keep using lip balm on your lips mm-hmm. um so yeah it's just a simple way to find out looking at your pee does it smell a bit because usually your pee ought to be kind of straw colored and not yep. really smell. Yep. So, yep. so so you know you're not drinking enough if you if it's kind of darker and you can smell it quite strongly mm-hmm. um so yeah the quality of the food that you eat who's around you who's around you people chatting nonsense around you Mm -hmm. it's too important your your whole health and your maternal health and the health of your children ongoing Mm -hmm. is too important for you to have people around you that waste your time even on the telephone call waste your time undermine you put you down but they're not and they're not coming from an informed place so yeah. it's not just what you put in your mouth or what you inhale or what you have going through your skin. It's also what you have going in your ears. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So if you if you um, 
were wanting to aim for a physiological birth mm. what what do, what what would you suggest or um that people consider taking into account in order for that to be uh as you know go smoothly in uh, yeah for it to be smooth you you I want you to think about sex yeah okay? so those of us that are lucky enough to have experienced good sex <laughs> yeah. right you'll probably find that you fancy the person so yeah. your hormones you mm -hmm. you know you, they make your mouth water mm. you can smell them makes your vagina contract yeah yeah makes your vulva bloom puffy yeah, and, yeah. and and blood filled makes your clitoris mm -hmm. well mm -hmm. yeah somebody's like that makes your makes your vagina juicy mm -hmm. if, if so if all of that is happening you'll probably find that you're in a dimly lit space mm -hmm. that's private yes with with no rush no time yeah. there's no one rushing you no right? one's timing you no one's timing you you'll probably find that you'll probably find that you haven't got your mother-in-law in the adjoining bedroom <laughs> yeah, yeah or, the, or the bedroom next door you'll probably find that you haven't got that right yeah 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 so those circumstances I want you to think about that when it comes to giving birth right mm -hmm. it it if if you if someone had a horror film on mm -hmm. whilst you're trying to make out, it's probably you're probably not going to orgasm. Yeah, yeah. All the other physiologies probably you know your nipples probably won't be hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All the other things that happen that, that a turn on, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, that means that you're more likely to have that orgasm. You probably won't have it with a horror film on. You mm -hmm. probably won't have it with somebody watching and taking notes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, the, when when you think about that, it's going to be easy for you to understand why birth works well when mm -hmm. the person's undisturbed mm -hmm. in dimly lit environment, not hearing someone screaming across mm -hmm. the aisle, mm -hmm. not having someone knock the door every five minutes to offer clean towels, a cup of tea, to move a. To move I, a I don't even know why they. I don't even know why they knock, Kimmy, because they knock and they just walk in. It's yeah. like you just take the knocking out of it if you're going to just, just barge in. And you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Save your knuckles. Yeah. Save your knuckles, yeah. right? Yeah. Because the fact that you're in there, she doesn't know you, mm. you know, it's going to affect the way the body works. So, you know, this is then alludes to environment. People think with their heads, oh, I'm safe in hospital, but actually your body doesn't agree. Yeah. Your body says I'm safer in a familiar environment that yeah. is quiet, you know, nice temperature, temperature that mm -hmm. suits you. Um, there's a lock on the door. Yeah. Mm -hmm. th th that's where your body will release. Mm -hmm. How many of us, you know, if we're sat, if we're sat in a public toilets thinking, yeah, you know, I just had a big lunch. I think I need to go for a poo, which is physiological. We tend mm -hmm. to want to empty our bowels after mm -hmm. eating right mm -hmm. but then you hear somebody else enter the you know the loo yeah so, you know there's three or four stalls right in the public toilet someone else enters doesn't your anus just go oh yeah yeah and if you need a poo the closer you get to home the more yeah. you need to go because you feel safe you feel safe 
You can't even talk your way out of things. This yeah. it's your body that's responding. Yeah. And it's the same with giving birth. It's exactly the same with giving birth. You think that you're safe in hospital. You might have a partner who can't wait to get you into hospital so mm. they can then sit back and release responsibility for you. But it's not helpful. Guys, everyone, you're going to need to start thinking seriously about your choosing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And let's talk. Um, how are we doing for time? I'm just keeping an eye on it. Um, I really want you to just talk a little bit, if you can, about why so many people are being offered inductions and, and are accepting them without understanding what the potential consequences of that might be. There often is. Let's talk with truth about that. Tell us, tell me, why might you want to think about an induction a little bit more than, than yeah, what uh, are? I mean, for me, uh, I accepted an induction for my first, um, the, with my, carrying my first baby, and it was an unnecessary induction that cascaded to unnecessary cesarean. Yeah. Um, people might think, oh, well, you're biased then. Um, but no, I'm, that was 31 years ago. Mm-hmm. I've had time to process my crap. I've asked for forgiveness. I've been forgiven because, of course, it impacted his health hugely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I, I've been forgiven, and and I'm just here trying to wave a flag for every, everyone. People, if you want to put yourselves on the conduction conveyor belt, honestly, I, I, you know, I'm not going to judge you. Mm-hmm. I did it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. But you're not going to like the outcome in a lot of circumstances, and the reason is that you are a finely tuned orchestra of hormones and bodily responses Mm -hmm. and then you are in concert with your baby who is doing the same thing within within you Mm -hmm. so your baby sends a signal Mm -hmm. that goes back through the placenta okay Mm -hmm. they're not their blood because it diffuses across because the blood's never mixed between the mother and the baby Mm -hmm. diffused back through the placenta enters mother's bloodstream then gets picked up by all the organs that need to respond Mm -hmm. to let the baby out. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. It's Mm -hmm. happened for hundreds and thousands of years. Mm -hmm. That's what's called spontaneous onset of labor. Mm -hmm. Ready's everything, your brain, your breasts, your cervix, everything just Mm -hmm. gets ready to let Mm -hmm. this baby go. So your body's going to work at its most efficient, Mm -hmm. right? So even sometimes you've got babies that want to come out asynclitic you know like that or with nuchal hands or, you know you've got babies coming out of that but you're still at your most efficient to get that baby born if the onset of the labor was spontaneous yeah yeah so if somebody uses any amount of methods to kickstart your labor including you know jumping your husband's bones or your partner's bones when you don't want to Mm-hmm. just just to get labor started or eating a ton of pineapple when you don't really want it mm-hmm. to get labor started or acupuncture to get labor started when you're doing all of that you're 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 kind of you've got like the horn section playing in an orchestra <laughs> right and then everyone has just got to run and catch up <laughs> yeah. like they, they just they don't bother to look at the conductor they just get because <laughs> they look at the times oh man i'm done <laughs> and, then, and then everyone else has to race and catch up it's not a nice piece you're not listening yeah. to a good yeah. piece right yeah. um 
and they won't all finish together and everyone will say what was all that about and probably mm-hmm. ask for money back right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your body needs everything to happen like the orchestra mm. this analogy is not new the wonderful mary cronk is the one that i heard say it first mm-hmm. she, well she said she she the same a similar point but she was talking about synchronized swimmers and she said you know it's like a finely honed synchronized swimming team at the olympics they've been practicing for four years and they're poolside and then someone's getting a bit fed up with waiting for them to start so just shoves one of them in yeah and expects the others <laughs> the others to just jump in catch up <laughs> and a, and a gold winning performance no it's not gonna happen is it no yeah <laughs> so, so and it's the same with you you as, as birthing people your you and your baby can work beautifully together mm-hmm. it works even better if you're a moving person if you're a balanced person so your your fascia is all balanced any injuries mm-hmm. that you've had that may affect the way your pelvis sits inside of you look at get them you know mitigated as much as possible you know just do your best mm-hmm. and that's and that way you're going to end up with an efficient birth that ends well so I'm, when I'm talking about ending I'm talking about beyond the birth of the baby so birth mm-hmm. of the placenta as well yeah and your uterus starting to contract and go back below your pelvic bones that is wonderful right yeah. if that can be done it's beautiful or any variation of that when we have inductions yeah we deny ourselves that mm. efficiency that completion mm-hmm. we deny ourselves that many times we will end up with a longer labor mm-hmm. many times longer in some cases where you start reaching for the epidural and if it's your first baby the mm-hmm. evidence is already out about how like it it significantly increases your chance of episiotomy forceps mm. cesarean um syn- synthetic oxytocin use thus postpartum depression yeah so yeah. so there's too many post-traumatic stress yes yeah and and not just for you the birther also for your partner people that witness also for your doula if you have one also for the people in the room that caused it yeah and the baby the bloody cheek to be traumatized by what they cause and ultimately that poor child that's coming through all of this yeah yeah so let's you know bring it back to the nope t-shirts that we're both wearing these are chemis um if you are pregnant uh, or you're working with somebody that's pregnant get yourself one of these t-shirts yeah and let I try that to one to penetrate your heart so that you yeah. get used to saying no no yeah. I don't want that no I won't do that yeah no, I'm not going to follow your rules honestly because at the moment I do say occasionally you can say yes but with the maternity services we've got with their brainwashed workers mm-hmm. and the pharmaceutical companies peddling their wares that always have side effects, you do need to be saying no most of the time at the mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. And I can also, you know, be really honest about what I've seen and what I've witnessed. And I, although in my sort of activism, I talk a lot about twins and obviously I have twins, but I've also had a free birth and I've also been at free births and I've never seen it go wrong yet. Touch wood, you know, touch wood. <laughs> so, you know, birth happens beautifully 
uh, in exactly the way that Kemi has just described. And um, as I also had an induction with my first and had an episiotomy and, you know, it was years of trauma. And if you have, if you, if you decide to, uh, you know, use your notes, you know, and Mm -hmm. plan your birth and have Mm -hmm. the birth that you want, you're not only doing yourself a massive favor, you're doing your family a massive favor and if you think about any anxiety that you have about birth is probably because of what your mother said or your grandmother said or you some woman that is kind of ancestrally behind you has said and not anything that is inside you or something maybe that you've watched on tv don't watch one born every minute because it will absolutely scare the shit out of you if you're pregnant but you know you're doing generations to come a massive favor by listening to your body and making your own decisions, right? Yes. Yes. You're breaking you that. Your descendants. Yeah. We've gone through periods of having more and more intervention and their associated complications. Mm, mm-hmm. We've now have basically a 50% cesarean rate here in the UK. If we, it, the time to turn this around is now. And the person who can turn it around is you. Yeah. Yeah. And for all of us, seeing as you are, you know, the the OG, you know, (laughs) the go of the birth world, you know, and we're all sort of, you know, looking up to you. um, What can we do? in our activism it's not it's not enough to be angry is it we have to be doing more we have to be doing more what would what would you like to see what how can we change it (laughs) self-care self-care start with self-care start with self-care and um once you once you love yourself and appreciate yourself and can be honest then be honest with the people you're caring for. So if you're caring for someone who says, I'm going to have a birth center birth, it's going to go really well. Um, and you know, otherwise, mm-hmm. you need to be able to have the courage to say, honestly, in a birth center, you've got a much higher chance of getting transferred into the labor ward and mm-hmm. the rest we all know from the, from the research. So to yeah. be able to do that, you need to love yourself, be caring for yourself, be as rested as possible, um, minimizing stress. And then we can bring our A game to, to our service, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think as well, you know, you use your platform and you're, you're, you you confront these statistics, you confront these problems. Yeah. And I'd like, you know, I, I, I do my best, I try my best. Well, you you know? do so well. <laughs> Thank you. And I think, you know, that's what I'd love to see more people do, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Is to, to... There, do you know, I'm encouraged. There's a lot of us out there doing it. Mm. And, and yeah, there are more, there are more coming. And obviously what we do need, we need a good amount of people that will be in that birth space regardless. Yeah. yeah. You, know? you know, like, the, you know, there's a, there's a midwife who'd had um, four cesareans that couldn't find any of her midwife colleagues to support her home birth. So she ended up free birthing, you know, wow. which obviously is wonderful, but she clearly wanted support. That's why she was asking for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, people that want a free birth, please amazing enjoy your free birth mm. some of you are free birthing under duress 
I'm not happy about that. No, no. Yeah, they, they, no. There always must be some of us. And, you know, people get the call to the birth space and think, oh, we need to go to midwife training. They're not training midwives. They're training obstetric nurses. Yeah. Okay? You're wasting yeah. your time, right? Yeah. It, the, the, the path to becoming a birth keeper is not smooth and well-worn. You know, you could just get onto it easily. You have to work your way down it. You yeah. have to find the right people to listen to, the right groups to speak with. That you have to see physiological birth happening over and over again, yeah. just a witness. Yeah, yeah. You could think that you can keep the birth gate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's you know, people think, oh, because you know, Kemi's talking about birth keepers and they're not licensed. You know, anyone can shop and be a birth keeper. Don't you dare! Don't <laughs> do it. Right? Yeah, because you, you're putting yourself at risk, but ultimately the, the woman and the baby at risk. You've got to know your shit. You've got to mm-hmm. know your birth physiology. Mm-hmm. You've got to, and you've got to, and you've got to have seen it unfold over and over and over and over again. I'm a clever woman. I had to see it hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. And the only place I could see it hundreds of times is by me facilitating it. So I facilitated, but I learned with each facilitation of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm bright, took me hundreds of times. Just don't think you can do it overnight. Yeah. Um, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. You're right. You're right, Kimmy. I know you've got to go. So, but we, we will. We will. Yeah, we will definitely talk again because we we act with reason that this is so short is because we were catching up before. So yeah, uh, yeah, and talking about all the things that we would love to talk about. Um, but yeah, I just want to thank you for everything that you do. Where can people find you? Um, my favorite space, believe it or not, I'm so critical of Instagram, but it seems to have my heart right now in a, in a, in a way. I, the reason why it has my heart is because I, I like the way you can use it. And it's, and most of the people that I want to be listening are on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I'm on Instagram as Kemi Birth Joy Johnson. You can mm-hmm. probably find me via Sarah's Instagram. Yeah. And um, that feeds through to my Facebook. I, I haven't got a lot of love for Facebook right now because <laughs> they keep doing stuff to the videos that I'm showing. So I, I just can't. I just can't at the moment. I haven't got time for their shit. Yeah. Um, so you can find me there. Twitter uh, is Bitchville. Can't stand it. Yeah. No, I know. I haven't got the. I just don't have the strength of character to take that much bullshit. You have, you have strength of character. You just don't want to be wasting your time educating people that that don't get. Don't want to listen. They don't want to listen. What's the point? I yeah. don't. I don't do that. I don't. Mm. I'm not about that. I just. Mm. I just speak and post for people that want to hear it. That's it. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Love, love you. you. Thank you for all that you're doing. Oh, no, thank you. (laughs) Bye for now. Bye. Bye.